How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 53 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we are going to go with another, hey, remember this guy? Uh, it, it's a fun series that I think I'm just going to keep going with because it's kind of fun, and I'm enjoying it, and uh, you get to talk about some nostalgic uh, A's teams and players and whatnot. So uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about Arubial Durazo. So uh, yeah, we're going to get to that here in a sec, but first, please follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. Uh, you can send in your mailbag questions to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com, and if you are an online gamer... Please feel free to follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash NotedBaseballFan. Um, so yeah, I've been doing the Pirates season, uh, trying to get my Josh Bell card. Really, I'm trying to get my O'Neill Cruz gold card. But uh, Josh Bell, if it comes, it comes. That'd be awesome, too. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Arubial Durazo, do you guys remember him? He was, uh, as I think I recall, he was Billy Bean's other white whale. There was, you know, Kevin Euclid, the Greek god of walks, and then there was a Rubio Dorazo. I don't think he has a classy nickname, but, you know, he was the other guy that Billy Bean wanted for years and years. And uh, you can see why with what he was doing in Arizona, and uh, they weren't able to play him a lot because he was a defensive liability. I assume he was playing like half the games uh, with them, but the A's, having a DH spot, they could play him and just let him DH, and it worked out just fine. Uh, he was actually a lot better than I thought he was, looking over his stats. Um, and his career was a lot shorter than I thought it was, too. Um, I, I thought that he had like played like a season or two with Arizona and then come over to the A's. He played four seasons in Arizona before making it over to Oakland. Didn't know that. So, uh, good times. I was also like 15 at this time, so I wasn't like super into contracts and all that stuff. I was like, oh, this guy's fun. So, uh, yeah, Arubio Durazo. He had some crazy stats in the minor leagues, and some of them were in short seasons and whatnot. Like, one of them was 13 games where he had an over 500 on-base percentage, which is crazy. Is in today's game. I don't know about back then. Uh, but in 64 games in AA, I think it was 1999, uh, he had a 498 on-base percentage, and he hit over 400. And that's just crazy. That the, the Diamondbacks were not able to find a spot for this guy in their lineup on a regular basis. How bad could his defense have been? I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to be mad about it. Um, so yeah, Arubio Dorazo, fantastic hitter. And he was like walking more than he struck out. He was, you know, what they look for nowadays. But back then, if he was born a decade later, he'd be a viable major league player. Um so yeah, Durazo had been with Arizona for uh, four partial seasons, with three of those four seasons being at least 20% above league average. So that's according to OPS+. Plus. Um, he had, you know, I think he had one year where he was like league average, and then the other three were he was at least 124 in OPS+. Plus. And with OPS+, plus, uh, each point above or below is how far you are above or below league average. So he had like 124 and like 136. He was a ridiculously good hitter. And I I should real I mean, okay, no, now that I'm thinking about it, the Diamondbacks were World Series contenders at this point. So maybe, maybe there is some reasoning why they couldn't find him a spot. Whatever. I'm still mad. Durazo was great. So in 2002, uh, the year before he came to Oakland, he had a triple slash line of 261, 395 on base and a 550 slugging. Um, 
So, you know, that, that was pretty decent, I would say. He also had a 944 on-base uh, on uh, OPS, sorry, blah. Uh, he had a 944 OPS and a 136 OPS plus. It was in 76 games. But still, he's not getting a ton of playing time in the majors, and he's just like, yeah, I'll show up and just, just going to produce like a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's fine. Um, so, again, not sure what. I'm going to look this up. Did they have Mark Grace then? They might have had Mark Grace. Let me see if we can figure this out real quick. Do, 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 do. All right, so I did some sleuthing. Mark Grace was, in fact, on that team, and he was making $3 million. So you could see why financially they didn't want him uh, you know, to sit on the bench a bunch. He played 98 games at first base. Uh, Rubio Dorazo had 54. Uh, I think it was Greg Colburn had like 30-something games. I don't know why he was in the mix at all. Uh, maybe he was fantastic defensively because Mark Grace was below average. Uh, Rubio Dorazo was worse than below average. He was... Not very good, um, but still, he was so far, he was so much better offensively that you would be like, ah, eh, you know, he's making up for it. Whereas Mark Grace is below average offensively and defensively. Why is he there? I don't know. Uh, they even let him play again in 2003, which is silly. Um, so, anyways, that was a terrible decision, even by those metrics. You'd be like, ah, eh, this guy's hitting the ball and. I guess if you if you think that Mark Grace is you know a good defensive first baseman, sure go for it, but uh, he wasn't. So you know, 20 years later, we we know the facts. Um, he was also 38 years old at the time, and so he was towards the end of his career. And you know, back then, really the A's and the Red Sox and the uh, the this is still like Moneyball era A's. So you could see why teams weren't on board with you know the uh the analytics and all that stuff just yet but uh oh well the A's got a Rubio Dorazo for a couple of years and that was fun so let's go back to Rubio Dorazo and how he came to Oakland he was uh he was traded to Oakland in December of 2002 in a 14 deal with Arizona Toronto and what the fuck did I write oh Cincinnati after years of serving tables, my handwriting is just chicken scratch at this point. I'm just like, yeah, I can make out what this means. And other servers are like, the hell did you write down? I'm like, abbreviations. It's fantastic. Anyways, so yeah. Uh, Arizona, Toronto, Cincinnati, and Oakland, obviously. Uh, Jason Arnold was the player that the Ace sent out in this 14 deal. It was basically just a rotating, you know, if you just line up for everybody trades to the right kind of thing. Uh, there was one player going to each team. Jason Arnold was the player that went to Toronto from Oakland. The Diamondbacks traded Durazzo to Oakland. That's how that works. Didn't care about the other two players, so I'm not going to bore you with that. But I did find out that uh, Jason Arnold was traded um, as part of the Ted Lilly deal, um, and that is the deal that they made with the Yankees and Detroit, which, if you've seen Moneyball... You might not know this part. Uh, it saw them trade Jeremy Bonderman, Franklin Herman, and Carlos Pena to, to Detroit, and then they got Ted Lilly. So, uh, and also Jason Arnold. Jason Arnold went to uh, Toronto in this deal, <clears throat> and then uh, there was also one other guy that came to the A's in this uh, deal as well. And uh, funnily enough, Ted Lilly and uh, that other guy wound up in Toronto playing with Jason Arnold. So that's fun. Good times. Also, Ted Lilly was uh, traded over to uh, Toronto in exchange for some everybody's favorite player from that era, Bobby Keelty. Him with the 
bright orange hair. Oh, there are so many good photos of him. Just type in Bobby Kilty A's and go to the photos in Google. And, uh, oh, man, those are so good. So back to Rubio Dorazo. In his first game with the Oakland A's, uh, they opened up against the Seattle Mariners, as they would do quite often. Um, but this is before Felix Hernandez, so they came up with a 5 nothing victory. And uh, they were facing Freddie Garcia, who was part of the, I believe, uh, Randy Johnson trade? I think it was Randy Johnson or uh, Ken Griffey. One of those guys, none of them, Freddie Garcia. And, uh, you know, they were very high on him. He was okay. Whatever. Anyways, first game with Oakland. Durazo went two for four with a two-run homer in his first at-bat. And then uh, a bases-clearing double three innings later, accounting for all five of the A's runs that night. They won 5 nothing. It was weird getting, you know, in retrospect, oh, win against the Mariners on opening day. Ah, the glory days. Durazo was pretty solid for the A's in that year. Um, but in 2004, he hit 321, which, I mean... Not bad. Not bad at all. He hit 321 with a 396 on base and a 523 slugging, um, which comes out to a 138 OPS plus, and he finished 23rd in MVP voting, which uh, for random DH that they picked up for random player, not a bad guy. Again, Moneyball, um, before, you know, it has morphed into what it is now. Um, but uh, so he finished 23rd in MVP voting, Eric Chavez finished 30th in the vote, even though he had the 8th highest B-War total, or baseball reference war total. Um, so again, voters weren't using war just yet. They were like, oh, yeah, look at you know all the RBIs this guy had, and what was his batting average? If Arubio Dorazo had the same war output, but he hit like 270, he wouldn't have gotten any votes. I think he got like one anyway. Um, thanks, Susan. <laughs> it might not have been her. I didn't actually look. So anyways, um, so he had a great season in uh, 2004. 2005, he dealt with a slew of injuries, wasn't very productive when he was on the field. Um, he was, I think he had a 78 OPS plus. Um, so he was 22% below league average. He, uh, according to an ESPN article from that period of time, he had left elbow tendinitis, and that just kind of followed him the rest of his career. So 2005 was his last time in the major leagues, um, which is kind of sad. You know, he, he was doing so well, and he was so good. He wasn't great defensively, but he was so good. So after 20, or, uh, sorry, uh, 2005, Durazo reached free agency, and he signed a minor league deal, or a I think he signed a deal with Texas, but uh, they were not going to keep him on the major league roster, so they released him. Then they re-signed him again, I assume, to a minor league deal. Um, so he signed with them in February of uh, 2006, was released and then re-signed. And then they released him again. Um, and this time he signed with the Yankees, spent some time in their firm system. Then he was released again and signed with Minnesota. So he had a very busy 2006 of just roving around the minor leagues. Um, in 2007... He uh, signed with the A's. He was trying to make the team before he was released. Um, he went and played some time in uh, Mexican ball, I believe. And then he signed with the Yankees in July. So uh, he was released on April 4th, signed in like July 17th or something of that year. So uh, he, he had a bunch of opportunities, but these injuries were plaguing him and he never made it back to the majors. Uh, he spent uh, from 2008 to 2012, 
Uh, he was just playing in Mexican leagues and Mexican winter leagues and uh, just roving around there, and then he, uh, he gave it up. Um, Rubio Durazo was inducted into the Caribbean Baseball Hall of Fame in, two th- in 2017. These 2000s and 20s. I'm not good at this. Uh, so he was inducted into the Caribbean Baseball Hall of Fame in 2017, and in 2018, the Arizona Diamondbacks dedicated a youth baseball field in his honor. He currently, uh, this is according to Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, he currently lives in Chandler, Arizona with his family. And I think that's kind of sweet because that's where he started, you know, just playing in Arizona and, you know, being a fucking beast on the baseball field. So good for him. Um, also, uh, today, I'll just talk about it real quick because we got a couple of minutes. The long-awaited uh, Boston Red Sox repercussions came out today. Uh, the commissioner's report was one page, single-spaced. Uh, they were like, yeah, we got all this stuff. We just need to type it up. It took them like two months to type this thing, which is ridiculous. Uh, although I have seen Steph Curry typing. If you follow Aisha Curry on social media, I don't know. I saw it like retweeted somewhere. I think it was on Instagram, but I don't follow her. But anyways, Steph Curry's a slow typer is the uh, moral of that story. Um, so basically they had Steph Curry typing up this report, I think, is what the joke was. Now that I've explained that, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I'm hilarious. Um, so not a lot to report on this. Alex Cora is banned for the rest of the 2020 season. If there is a 2020 season, he can be reinstated after the 2020 World Series. If there is a World Series. Um they are losing a second-round pick in the draft this year, so that's kind of the big repercussion. And then their video replay guy is who uh, who got all of the blame, which is just funny to me. Um, so, yeah, this guy can't work in video replay ever again. Oh, no. How will he survive? Um, what is it with Boston sports and just uh, there's like a rogue operator you know he had like the flate gate where it was the rogue ball boy who was deflating footballs to fuck with peyton manning was it peyton manning at that point or was it andrew luck i don't know i don't watch enough football anyways deflate gate and now there's instant replay guy gates i don't know boston sports seem to get off a little easy uh when it comes to repercussions from the leagues um yeah, so Astros fans are mad, but, you know, they cheated too, so whatever. Uh, we should all be mad that there's no baseball and move on, I guess. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got for today. Uh, I'm going to keep continuing. I don't know who I'm going to do next. If you have a suggestion for a player that you were like, hey, remember this guy? Um, please feel free to reach out to us at LockedOnAs on Twitter. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. Um, I will be posting stuff on Instagram more frequently. I have gotten lazy. Um, but I will, I will find A's content and I will post it over there. Um, you can also, if you feel like, uh, following my Twitch stream, feel free. It is twitch.tv slash noted baseball fan. So that's it for me, you guys. Uh, stay indoors, Oakland and celebrate good times. I will talk to you guys very soon.